When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Ernest tomorrow night, downtown Indianapolis, the NFL scouting combine. It's not going to be here forever. So enjoy it while it's here. What are the Colts going to look for? We're going to hear from Chris Ballard. We're going to hear from Frank Reich. What are they going to tell us? Indiana gets a huge road win last night at Minnesota to keep themselves in a hunt for an invitation to the NCAA tournament. Pacers got hotter than hell last night, shot well. We've been talking about fading for Jaden, trying to figure out a way to get the best possible draft pick, and does tanking make sense? We'll talk about the odds of getting the first overall pick down to the fifth overall pick, maybe the ninth overall pick, depending on what the Pacers do. This is Breakfast with Kent for Monday, February 28th, 2022, we're brought to you by the last day of February, man. That's fantastic. Spring is almost here. Brought to you by Johnson's Plumbing. They do great work. They are singular in their attention to detail and their ability to give you a great price. 765-610-8809, the number. Let's talk about sports. Hit the subscribe button, punch like, ring the bell. Let's go. Colts. We're almost done with kind of that awkward part of the offseason where all we're doing is speculating on things, speculating on whether Carson Wentz is going to be back, speculating on whether the next quarterback of the Colts is going to be Jimmy Garoppolo or Derek Carr or whom, speculating on what they're going to do in the draft, speculating on whether they're going to be busy in free agency. And by the way, the legal uh, tampering periods starts just two weeks from today. All those things we've been talking about. Now, it's time kind of get, to get down to it and figure out what in the world the Colts are going to be. Look, trying to figure out what they're going to do in the draft is really, really difficult, especially in terms of evaluation in the combine, because they draft 47th. A lot of things can happen between 1 and 47. And one of those things is, the Colts might find a way to trade back into the first round. They covet those first-round picks. Can they get one back, the one that they gave up for Carson Wentz? Can they get it back in a deal for a current asset? Can they figure that out? Chris Ballard, like I said, is going to talk to the media. He's going to talk on the Dan Dockett show this week. 
And we'll find out what's going on with Chris. I'm glad that Dan's doing the interview because Dan's going to ask intelligent questions and kind of get to the nut of it with Chris Ballard. And I think that's going to be very helpful for fans to try to figure out what's going on. We haven't really heard from Chris Ballard much over the last five weeks or so. And there's been a lot of speculation about what the Colts are planning to do, what they might do. I don't think that Chris Ballard's going to get really specific in outlining plans for the offseason, but generally he's pretty damn honest. And I think Dan's going to hold him accountable in a way with his questions that allow us kind of a glimpse behind the curtain to the extent it's possible at this point. I mean, he's not going to tell us who they're going to draft at 47. Nobody knows who's going to be available at 47. Trying to figure out whether they're going to, they're not going to draft a quarterback. We've already figured that. They're just not going to do it. It doesn't make any sense. They're in win now mode. Jimmer says that, that you don't have a meeting at the end of the regular season immediately following the trip back from the regular season finale where you failed to win and get into the playoffs because you're not in win mode now. It's not like, fellas, look, tap the brakes. We're looking, this is a process, and I understand it. We want to win in 2024. That's not what the tone of that meeting was. And you don't win with a rookie quarterback. Look, last year, the Jacksonville Jaguars drafted number one overall. They took Trevor Lawrence. Did they win? No, they didn't win. They're going to draft number one again. When the Bengals drafted Joe Burrow, did they win right away? No, they didn't. Now, Joe Burrow got hurt, and that kind of hamstrung the Bengals and their ability to win, but you don't win right away. Drafting, and that's drafting with the number one pick. Colts right now don't draft till 47. They're not going to take the 47th player, best player in the draft, and suddenly become a championship contender. You've got to go get a quarterback if you're not committed to Wentz for 2022, and the Colts are not committed to Wentz in 2022. You have needs at wide receiver. You have a real need at left tackle because you do not have one. It's not that you've got to upgrade from what you've got. You literally don't have a left tackle on the roster. That has got to be addressed either in free agency by re-signing one of their own guys, whether it's Matt Pryor or, uh, or Eric Fisher or maybe both. That could happen. You've got to figure out that position or all is lost. You've got to have a guy. And you can't just have a guy. You've got to have a good guy. You saw what happened last year when the Colts had a guy. I think Eric Fisher could come back and, and do the job a little bit better than last year. Last year's mobility was put in, in kind of a, a critical area of need because of that Achilles injury and, and his inability to function as well last year as he had prior to the injury because, he let's face it, he was rehabbing while playing. That makes it difficult. So we'll see what the Colts do. This is going to be a fascinating two weeks, really three weeks. And then we're going to, it's going to start to come clear a little bit. I think they're going to be very busy. This is win-now mode. We'll see because Chris Ballard at his core, his DNA is not to overreact. His DNA is not to become impatient and get in a bidding war on March 16th and 14th through the 16th in that that uh, legal tampering area and you know give away the farm to go upgrade one position. That's not what he does. He manages an entire roster. Chris Ballard is really, really good at managing the bottom of the roster. The top of the roster, not so good. 
But they need wide receiver, they need a left tackle, and if Jack Doyle retires, they need a tight end. Mo Ali Cox is a free agent. What they got right now is Kylan Granson, right? Might need a defensive lineman. Chris Ballard, the, that's the only, the only position he really talked about in the postseason media availability was, hey, we need eight defensive linemen. <laughs> what? You don't have a left tackle at all, and you need eight defensive linemen? What are we talking about? At any rate... Colts are going to be fascinating. We're going to get a glimpse at it on the Dan Dockett Show this week on 107.5 The Fan. Looking forward to that. All right. Uh, And then two weeks from today, it all goes wild, right? March 14th, the legal tampering period is really going to be fun. Indiana last night was really fun to watch for about 32 minutes. And then it wasn't so much fun to watch. I got a text from a friend of mine when they were up 27. And, and I was like, hey, <laughs> tap the brakes a little bit. Let's see if they can play 40 minutes before we start talking about their biggest road win in terms of point differential ever, or their biggest win at Williams Arena. You know what? Indiana, they almost gave the whole damn thing away, but we do not argue with winning. There are no style points for road wins. You get a win at Minnesota, you feel really, really good about yourself no matter how it happens. What do you feel better if Indiana won by five after trailing by 27? Why? They won by five. Let's move on to Rutgers. Because they've won the last two, Indiana is in a great position. Indiana is in a position where if they beat Rutgers on Wednesday night, they're likely in the tournament. They would go to 10-9 and nine at that point in the Big Ten and have a season finale looming Saturday at 2 o'clock against Purdue at Mackey Arena, where if they win, they could wind up tied for fifth in the Big Ten. If they lose, they're 10-10, and and you you still feel pretty good about where you are if you're Indiana in terms of getting an NCAA bid, because 500 in the Big Ten this year. Who else is going to go? Oil of Chicago, for God's sake, they just lost to Northern Iowa. Indiana has a great shot at an NCAA tournament bid, their first since 2016, if they can beat Rutgers on Wednesday night. If they lose Wednesday night, a lot of the work that they've done has gone for naught. They needed to run the table on these three games. If they can complete that, one check, two checks, right? Got those two after their last two wins. Nice wins. Good wins. Xavier Johnson, really, really good. Now you need the third. The thing that I loved about Xavier Johnson last night, you have a great day, Cosmo. Uh, The thing that I loved about Xavier Johnson is that when it looked like Minnesota wanted to go do something else with their time, the Minnesota players, they weren't playing well. They were in the process of losing the game to Indiana. Xavier Johnson pushed the tempo. He made Indiana a lot less fun to play against. And that's the key. When you've got a team down, you put them down further. And then all of a sudden with eight minutes left or about eight and a half minutes left, Indiana kind of let off the gas and whoop, back, Minnesota came. Got to within three. That made every Indiana fan really, really nervous. You lose a 27-point lead, you got a problem. But they didn't. So we're not going to talk about that. What we will talk about, how about Jordan Geronimo last night? 10 points, 13 minutes. 
How about Rob Finnessy last night? Rob Finnessy did nicely. Eight points in nine minutes. I liked Rob Finnessy last night, minus that three. He took that three early in the shot clock, a three that he's going to have throughout the shot clock. Early, early three-pointers from unlikely suspects early in the shot clock are going to get you killed. They're going to get you beat. They hit 55% from the field last night, 10 of 21 from beyond the arc, 70% from the line. When Indiana shoots like that, they're going to be tough to beat. When they don't shoot like that, they aren't so tough to beat. But Xavier Johnson, really good, 24 points, 6 rebounds, 8 assists, just 1 turnover. Uh, Geronimo, like I said, 10 points, 13 minutes. Finnessy, 8 points uh, in just 9 minutes. Rutgers and Indiana, both on the bubble, going to be, you know what, I uh, Jordan Geronimo, here's the difference, and I talked about this a little bit last night, between the different sects of IU fans. Those who grew up watching Indiana when Bob Knight was the coach evaluate players based upon their worst plays, all right? And Jordan Geronimo has bad plays defensively, sometimes really good plays defensively, but there are times when he gives up buckets and there are times offensively where he makes heinous mistakes. Tamar Bates, same way. The people who never saw Knight coach Indiana, they see Indiana differently. They see Indiana based upon the good plays, the high-quality plays. That's kind of the, the separator between Indiana fans of the Knight era and Indiana fans that don't include the Knight era. That's where Jordan Jordan Geronimo can play. Jordan Geronimo has outstanding athleticism and length and and an ability, a physical ability to play, but he's got to learn how to play the game. And Tamar Bates has really got to go to basketball 101 and figure it out. Like, he's good with the basketball. 101, nice player. Functioning as part of five on either end of the floor. Yikes. Um, hey, how about the Pacers last night? Pacers get a win against the Boston Celtics at Cambridge Fieldhouse. Pacers, four starters with 20 or more points. Nice night for everybody. How about Jalen Smith with a double-double? 12 points, 10 rebounds. Very, very nice. Uh, tonight and Wednesday, they play at Orlando. And Like, I was looking at these games as kind of must-lose games. They've got a six-and-a-half game lead, the Pacers do, over the Magic, which means to finish with the worst record in the NBA, it's really critical that the Pacers lose these two games in Orlando. But it really doesn't matter because the odds have been adjusted for the draft lottery. What we're talking about now, because the Pacers are 21-41, and they have no chance to make the postseason, none. So you got to get busy thinking about the future, and that means getting the best possible draft pick you can in future years. So here's the way it kind of breaks down. One through three in terms of the worst teams by record in the NBA, they have a 14% chance of getting the top pick. Four and five, you've got an 11.5% chance of getting the top overall pick. So it's not that big a difference. Um, You know, that, that tanking, thing, once you get to the level where the Pacers are at, it really doesn't make much of a difference. So that's a good thing. We can root for the Pacers to win tonight and Wednesday night in Orlando, both games in Orlando, you know, and not feel guilty about it, not feel stupid about it in terms of the math, which is nice. 
Uh, the difference between uh, the worst and the fifth worst is that if you're the worst, you can only fall as far as the fifth overall pick. If you're the fifth worst, you can fall as far as ninth. That's a pretty substantial difference. Let's celebrate some birthdays on what's going to be a beautiful Monday and a beautiful week as spring is coming. Karen Harris, Megan Stoner, the great Val Emmons celebrating a birthday, the great Will Faffenberger. I've worked in the, at the same time for the same company twice with Will Faffenberger. Uh, Larry Podwell, Darnell Booker, the great Darnell Booker, uh, Bernie Broadfuhrer, and Tim Baumgartner. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. You don't do it like this. This is how you celebrate your birthday. You dance around, you flail your arms in the air, you dance for God's sake. But if it's not your birthday, you celebrate others by paying them an honest and specific compliment. I hope that you do that for somebody today because it makes them feel good. Tell them they're doing a good job. Tell them something good. It's a nice thing to do. Uh, Later today, inside Indiana Sports Now, more Colts, more Hoosiers. Let's go. I think both have a window of opportunity for greatness. Greatness. Well, uh, the higher level of mediocrity. I think they've got a window toward in this month coming, this March coming for the Hoosiers, and this year coming for the Colts. Without knowing who the quarterback, number one wide receiver, tight end, or left tackle are, you know, it gets a little bit dicey with, with that team. We'll see what they do this month. You have a great day, Neil. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.